Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We'll review. Last week we focused on little faith habits. That's what we were calling them. Those little faith habits. That uh, you don't realize it, but they define you. You become the summation of all that you are because they say things like, you know, you know I'll, I'll just tell you this. If you always write with one hand or the other, you're probably defined as a righty or a lefty. What? And it's just a habit. Just a habit. You're like, well, God made me that way. Well, that's fine. That's exactly what I'm saying. God made you a certain way, and we just got to identify ourselves by it. And so... We focused on our little faith habits. We looked at the parable of the mustard seed and saw that faith or an action and patience, which takes time, so through faith and patience, we produce a tree of beliefs within us that will affect the entire world around us. We turn into this fruit that came from a seed and we reflect the life and power that was in that seed. Wow. Jesus came and stepped out of heaven and was pressed into the soil of this earth. And when he came up out of that soil, having died, he released the power that was within him. And it's in you. And so these little faith habits form our future and come out of the belief of who we are. And so my identity and thus my habits are disclosed to others by my output. Just, just what it is. Like I said, if you're always patient with people, people will say that you're a patient person. If you're only patient once in a while, they're probably not going to tell you or others that you're a patient person. Right? I'm just, whatever. Glory to God. Okay, just as faith has a required output called action, that means strong faith has strong action. And we, we know that we can rank and look at those things. The Word of God says it over and over. Little faith, no faith, great faith. You know, strong faith. So we have these things. We have abilities to look at faith. We know where we're at. We are spiritual. Everything we do is based upon a belief. We are spiritual. Everything that we do is based upon our beliefs. You, the, the thing is, is, if you don't think a chair will hold you, you won't sit in it. Anybody been on those 4th of July picnics and stuff? Oh, no, go ahead and have a seat. And you're looking at the, the tattered chair and you're like, ah. And you, you start to establish a belief. You start to feel it out because you want to know it, right? So you start to know it first and you start to know what's on. And then you're, you're oh, whoa, I heard a sound. No, no, no. Oh, oh, we got this. And you just get yourself all seated down in a chair. See, that's normal. You went through the process. You acquired knowledge, you allowed it to form you, you created an action that was based upon that knowledge, and you exhibited faith, and you believed. And so, we are spiritual, and everything we do is based upon a belief. The question is, is if, if there is truth surrounding what you believe, the truth of God's word, or are we surrounding it with other things, like, you know, the truth of what my parents told me. The truth of the government. The truth of the, you see? School teachers, upbringing, whatever. I, well, I, so, so, so their truth was that God didn't heal because they died. 
Is that the truth that we surround ourselves with? Or the true knowledge of the word of God? And so, what is our belief in? Mankind is made to manifest from their heart. This is our design. We are designed for inward leadings. Some, here, here's some words that, 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 that are leading words. Ready? Leading words are like spirit. Led by a spirit. How about another leading word that would be heart? Like, I, I, love, I still, it's one of my favorite ways to say it. I love you with all my head. I love you with all my head. Let's get married. Oh, my head is so, ah, you know. What do people, what do they love with? And until they have a heart, there's nothing. And this is why we can't be led by our head. we got to be led by our heart. And so, we, words like spirit or heart, or how about this? A gut leading. And I ain't just talking about like, you know, Wendy's or something like that. But uh, that's a stomach leading. I'm talking about a gut leading. I, I don't even have this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Pastor Sean will get into it. Um, bowels of compassion. Yeah, oh yeah. I won't. That's his. He's got this. He's got this. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't have time for it, so we're not going to touch that. But um, Jesus was moved with compassion, and it, meant, and it says the word bowels. It means that he was moved from his belly from the inside. Have you ever had a gut leading? That's not your head. Have you ever had your gut and your head fight? You know you should apologize. No, I was right. Uh, but you know that this isn't. A, but I, ha, I, 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 am, I have a right to what I think. I can state it. But, but how you stated it was wrong. But I, Anybody else ever done that? Okay, okay. The one that wins should be within. Right here. And so... We are designed for inward leadings. What matters most is what the heart has been filled with. We know that the beliefs or identity of each person is on display between the outflow of the mouth and the repeated actions of one's life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I know what you're thinking. I know <laughs> when people are deceived and who's going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm just joking. Uh, you know? They just chatty, 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 beginning of the season. No, I'm just joking. But, you know, so we listen to these things. I don't know if I'm going to get that raise. They're not talking about God. They're talking about a raise. I, I don't know if we have the provision for that. Well, they start talking about those things. They don't talk about the provider. See, the, see, see God knows who he are. Provider. Provider. Come on. You're not going to shake him on his identity, but he's trying to declare his identity to us. Okay, so let's look at the, I got one, the Lord hit me with this this week. I went, what, Lord, no, whoa. Anyway, so here it is. We'll go with this. Um, I'll just, I'm going to start here with a, a Greek word, doxa. Anybody know what that means? D-O-X-A. Oh, okay. It means glory. That's a Greek word for glory. Okay, Glory. Greek word for glory, and, and it means this. It means, huh, interesting. Uh, seems to be, 
I don't know where it came from. It must have been an eyebrow. I must have flicked it off, stuck it on my tongue. Anybody? Anyway, glory. There you go. Anyway, uh, seems to be, appears as, or represents. That's what the, glory, the word glory means in uh, the Old Testament. It seems to be, or appear, it appears as, or represents. So when they saw the glory of God in the temple, it represented God, or it seemed to be God, or it was appearing as God. Easy enough, right? Glory. Glory. Old te- That's Greek. Let's go to Hebrew. Let's go modern. The Hebrew word is kavod, K-A-V-O-D. And it means something like weight or heaviness or greatness. And we talk about the presence of God driving someone to their knees, right? Or, or the weightiness or, or greatness of God is just so intense. And so, but here's the thing. This is, this is of someone, it, it means something like weight, heaviness, or greatness of something or someone. Now, when we put the meanings of the two different languages and two different cultures together, the best way to describe glory is something called true presence. True presence. Now, in the Hebrew Bible, when God's presence came to rest on the tabernacle or in the temple... Or with the Israelites in a specific way, it was called the Shekinah glory, or the physical representation of the presence of God. In other words, glory of God, which represents his presence. In a more similar, it's more similar to the word image of God, is the glory of God. And that represents who he is. Why did I go off on glory? Okay, here's what the Lord hit me with today. Or not today, earlier this week. It's just nuts. And so he says to me, he goes, anyway, God's, Moses, let's go to Moses, we're going to Moses. Moses is sitting there. He'd spent 40 days up on a mountain. He had uh, been in the presence of God. He had wrote the, the, he got the Ten Commandments and everything. When he came down, he actually shone with the brilliance of God, right? And had to be, but, but see, he wanted more. See, that's the thing about God, there's always more. I mean, once you get, start touching God, you're going to have that same uh, container problem. You're going to want more than you can ever handle. And the thing is, is once you get addicted to dispensing God, you're going to dispense more than you could ever give. Because it's not you you're giving away, it's him that you're giving away, and you have an unlimited supply. And you're just releasing, 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 releasing. And all you are is just a, a conduit out of heaven. And so, but, so Moses is sitting here, and he wants to see God. And he goes, God, God, show me your glory. That's what he says, right? But what did God say to him? He goes, I will make my goodness pass before you. What is his goodness? That would be his actions that is his uh did i even write this in here that's crazy i forgot to put it all in my notes (laughs) god's good anyway uh so he passes he, he he puts the goodness of god he puts all of him his identity his or his behaviors he puts his behaviors before moses he gets to see the goodness of god And he goes, there's my glory. Now, here's the thing. 
when you exude or show forth the goodness, the works and behaviors of God, you know what you're doing? You're glorifying Him. You're showing forth the glory of God. And so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Ephesians, Ephesians' prayer out of Ephesians 1, and, and uh, I'll go 18 through uh, 23, actually. Here it says, I pray, oh, oh, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. You have a calling. Hmm. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Where is his glory? The riches of his glory in the saints. See, the goodness of God sits inside of you. The behaviors of God sits inside of you. The glory of God is residing in the temples that I see in front of me. It's residing here. The glory of God is residing there, 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 there. He's residing. He's filled you. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all filled with the glory of God I'm filled with the glories of God I have the divine abilities of God resonating on the inside of me you have the divine ability Abilities of God resonating, residing, taking up its presence. It's filling you. He's presented himself and presented you with himself. When our identity is of the Father as Christ taught us, we then reveal behaviors of the Father. In other words, we, re we reveal the glory of God. As his original intention before the foundations of the earth. How did he design you before he breathed you into the earth? Do you know that you were made to contain God? You are vessels of honor. And there is no greater honor than to be filled or used by the hand of the Most High. But see, he designed you specifically for this. And so, we, his seed, here we are, we are impartations of God. You may have to walk around saying that. I'm an impartation of God. I am part of God upon this earth. I have been released out of heaven myself because I am a new creation. 
That which is old has passed away. My identity comes from another place. My behaviors are reflecting of a place that, that others don't even know about. And so I release glories to God, but glories of God, because that's who I am. And so we, we see that his seed of preservation to a fallen world is residing within us. As Christ, this is in, in, in Luke 2, 52, it says this. This is what Christ said about when he was 12 years old. They found him in the temple. It says, he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So those little faith habits are little seeds that allow us to increase in stature and favor and wisdom. You have to allow faith and patience to have its course. Do not get frustrated in the beginning. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. Okay. Operating out of our heavenly identity releases God from within our hearts. And he has so overflowed us with himself. I'm overflowed with God. I cannot contain all of God. But you know what? He wants to try. He wants to try. He wants it to come out. He wants to get in your eyes that when you look at people, it's liquid love. He wants to get in your words that when you speak, you're breaking bondages because there's an anointing upon your tongue. That those words are honey and they're sweet and they're enduring to people. And they sink down into the bones and they, they make them come alive because there's, there's joy and there's strength in those things. And when you're sitting there, so your words are laced with God and they're, and they're coming out of heaven. And your eyes are reflecting Jesus and you're looking on them and you see things like Paul did and he goes, there's faith in that person to be healed. And he moves with the eyes of faith. And they look upon people and, and as you walk you start to exude God to such a degree that even your shadow causes people to be healed. That you have to have a place that you are emanating or radiating the heavenlies out of who you are. You've become God-like. You are love. You're love. You're a manifestation of Jesus. 1 John 4.16 says this. It says, We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. We have come to know and believe the love which God has for us. God is love. And I like this. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. We're going to continue. So God is love, correct? And he's abiding in you. I'm going to read this. I'm, I'm spinning this whole thing backwards. We're just going to keep going. First John um, 4, 9 says, by this, the love of God was manifested in us. Come on. Come on. He's manifested in you. All we got to do is dare take on the knowledge of the word of God and allow it to sit in our hearts that we will now be moved with wisdom. The, 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 the love of God 
or yeah, by this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. How are you living? Through your own self, through your own strength? Or are we finding our life in Christ, through Christ? 1 John 4, 8 says, The one who does not love does not know God. Why? For God is love. So they keep record of wrongs with everybody else in the church and their family. You don't know God. You're not kind. I'll get through this, and then I'm going to go to Luke. <sighs> I knew the Lord would do this. Okay. First John 4, 7 says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. That's 1 John. That's John's version of this, right? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to Luke. Let's go to Luke 6. This actually isn't in the notes. Glory. We'll get here. Luke 6, so, verse 27. Jesus speaking on love. What does this look like? Because we've heard Paul, the, the Pauline translation out of Corinthians 13 so many times. This is how we teach on love many times out of, out of uh, that. And that's the Holy Spirit-inspired utterance, and it does not disagree. But these words happen to be in red. And tell me if there's enough weight in these very words that, that, and how they line up with Corinthians 13. So Luke 6, 27 says, But I say to you who hear. Oh, did we, we did that, what, two weeks ago, right? What? Eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to understand that we might be healed. Okay, but I say to you who hear, love. What? Oh, come on. It's easier to say kind and does not boast and does not. That was watered down to uh, <laughs> the Corinthian church. This is speaking to the Jews that are supposed to know who God is. Now, I know that sounded pretty hard, but Paul was speaking to a barely saved heathenistic culture. And this is what Jesus says to those who are supposed to know God Love your enemies, do good. To those who how's your family? How's your work? How's your how's your life going now? Do you want to see the glory of God? It's on the inside of you. It's living and breathing, and we have to get through the the hatred. You gotta get over here. The hatred. And our enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spiritually or spitefully use you. 
They're just using me, and I know it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this is something. I'll just tell you this. Love this. Love this. Okay. Anyway. So people, a lot of times, job sites, workplaces, they say things like this. They go, I gave them my heart and my soul. I did everything for them. I laid down my life for them. I gave them my time. I gave them my energy. I gave them everything. And then I, my, the other side of my head says this. It goes, oh, so I do everything as under the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and my strength. Well, well done. You were actually acting like God, but you took it upon yourself and tried to live out of your own identity, not out of his identity. So you found that there wasn't enough source. You found the end, not the beginning. If you do it with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and you lay it all down, congratulations. You're operating out of heaven. I did it with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. Am I supposed to pat you on the back, give you a reward? You're supposed to be working for a heavenly reward. If you get it from man, that's all you're going to get. Well, good job. Oh, man, I'm glad I spent 12 years earning that. You want the certificate, the piece of paper? Are you kidding me? The little plaque? You're a good employee? Congratulations on perfect church attendance? I don't care. I mean, whatever you want to say. Is this what you're storing up for yourself? Your house, when I walk through it, or anybody walks through it, they'll see all these treasures of accolades or certificates and all these things on your walls because that's what you were working for? Or can we go to a heavenly place? Where you have a crown that's been laden with jewels. And that day when you're sitting there before the Son of God. And you can take that crown off. And you can toss it at his feet. And you say it's for you. And it was worth it. I'll give you all. Where do you live? What are we living for? Verse 29, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes, man, I can't even see. You got to get tears out of your face. Anyway, from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. You want my coat? Have it all. I got a shirt too. You know what Jesus said? I'm, I'm just, this is just Jesus. Don't worry about what you'll eat or drink or the clothes you're going to wear. He knew his source. If you know your source, when they take it all from you, you can give it all. You don't care anymore. You know your source. Verse 30, give to that's a big word. Everyone who asks of you? It's a very large word. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. 
I love my car. I, I want that gun. I, I've worked hard for these things. I mean, they, they totally disrespected what I did. You know what I've done for that? I laid... You are a selfish, petty, worldly-minded person. Jesus stepped out of heaven and relinquished all of heaven and came down and stepped into the dirt and then walked in our shoes so that we could walk out of heaven in his shoes. Heavenly, we have an ability. Our behaviors are coming from our identity. And from him who takes your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Now, if you're believing in sowing and reaping, what do you, who goes first? We do. But they don't. No, no, no. We go first. We go first. We love the unlovable. We help the helpless. We step out of our comfort zone to create comfort for them. Verse 32. This is the flip side of it. I didn't, I kind of ran it in there. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners, do the same. I haven't got enough of these scriptures. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I love Corinthians 13. Don't get me wrong. But I haven't heard enough of this. Because I guarantee you I can be kind to the church. And I can start forgiving sins and covering things. When I'm looking at this way for my enemies. And those who hate me and are spiteful to me and are slapping me in the face. I guarantee you a brother or sister that walks up to me will be easily, easily loved. Verse 34. And you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back. What credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend. So, there's a, prof there, there's a prosperity scripture for you. Come on. How many lenders do we have in here? That's an R. Lender. That's who I are. That's who I are. Do good. I'm a do good. I'm a lover. I'm a lender. Hoping for nothing in return. Hmm. 
Glory to God. Hmm. Or expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. Why? Because you quit looking at man for the answer. Your reward will be great, and you will be sons. People tell me that my sons can be known who, that I'm their father because they say that there's mannerisms, there's identity points, there's things that they look at and they go, he did that just like you. They just, well, we had one just the other day, had a guy walk up, uh, Caleb's on the job site, and all he did, he walked up to me and he goes, when you were 18, he goes, I remember seeing you on, he goes, that's you at 18. Okay, that's what he said. But you know what? They will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, because of all this, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Glory to God. We are filled to the full with God Himself, because God is love, and He's been poured out in our hearts. This true knowledge allows us to apply or put forth action of faith or wisdom for the desired results of God on the earth. He has a plan for this place, and you're part of it. You're part of it. He's relying on you. He's counting on you. If not, there wouldn't be a parable of talents. And if you've buried your talent, you're not going to be happy. So I'm calling out the destinies in the inside of you. I'm calling out what I know that God's placed within you. And he's doing it to me as well. That I'll step into the fullness and reveal the behaviors of the Most High. In 1 John 2, verse 7, I'll go back to 1 John here. 1 John 2, Verse 7 says this. This is amazing. God is so good. It says, Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have heard from the beginning. I wonder where John first heard this commandment. Anyway. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment. I write to you which thing is true in him and in you. In where? In him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away, praise the Lord, and the true light is already shining. Man, he's going somewhere, something here. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no Cause for stumbling in him. Hmm. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there's no cause for stumbling in him. Have we heard this? What? No cause for stumbling in him. No. Wait, wait a second. What if I backed up to the other? Uh, where's one page over? One, yeah, one whole page over. But this says Peter. That said John. I know they're disciples, but what? What? Second? 
Peter 1, verse 10, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure that if you do these things, you will never... What was this one now? Huh? How, what, what do we got going on here? We got this, this thing that says, he who loves his brother abides in light, and there's no cause for stumbling in him. But over here we find out that we got a calling and election that is sure that if we do these things, we'll never stumble. We got back to the beginning. All we did was run a circle. We made it all the way back to Second Peter. We come in by faith. We hit the pinnacle of love. And if we do these things and walk in them, your life is good. We found ourselves again right at the beginning. And the Lord says, I know who you are. I know what I made you. Will you come and draw near to me so that you will know? I'm a revealer. I'll reveal myself to you. I want to show myself to you. I want you to know what you can do. Yeah, I'm not going to do those. So, he's saying to us, let me I'll go back to the very beginning. That, uh, so we found that we have an identity that is defined as who we are. It's a way that we think about ourselves. The way that we are viewed by the world and the characteristics that define us. That's our identity. Um, my proposition in this whole thing through the last four weeks was to reveal to you that you must know your identity before you can act. And so we've disclosed the identities that Christ has put within you. That he shed his love in your heart. Behavior is defined as a way in which a person acts in response to a particular situation or stimulus. We, we only got to reference a little bit on how uh, those who hate us and things like that, but we didn't even talk about what happens when you come up in the face of opposition like the enemy. We didn't even touch this. I mean, I, I have it in my notes, but we're, we're not going to touch the, our identity in response to opposition. Who do, who, who do you say that I am? I mean, what does the world say that I... Uh, anyway, we, we're not going to go down to that. Um, so your identity. We, we, we have been endeavoring to understand our identity is to empower our actions. But we realize that the reverse is not true. To just change our actions does not reveal our identity. Because what does, what, how does the devil come to us every time? He always comes as an angel of Light. So, would he ever put on all of his darkness and come to you and say, I'm going to say what God said? No, he's a deceiver, so he always puts on a guise or a mask. And so we're unmasking the enemy. That was one of yours a while back. Um, so, we don't just change our actions to understand our identity. We have to understand our identity first. Um, if we don't understand our identity, many times we find ourselves frustrated, discouraged, feeling fraudulent, or full of doubt. This has happened, but it's because we were, didn't know who we were and who we are. Okay. 
We, we looked at how our identity in Christ produces the power to change our habits because it's not I that live, but Christ living in me. And this behavior-forming power unleashes the only commandment we were given by our Lord. He wrapped it all up in love. 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 You can't commit adultery or steal when you're loving. You, if you love God... You will have no other gods before him. There will be no idol problems. You will not covet your neighbor's stuff. You won't do it. You, when, you're, when you're full of love, the command, all the law and the prophets are wrapped up in that. Love. And this is the thing. When you became a new creation, when you received that new spirit on the inside, that God-created spirit, and your free will reached out and said, Father, I know that you fit in me perfectly and you have a design for me. I believe in your work. I know what you did on the cross. I believe in you. And when your faith opens up that door and recreates you on the inside, you now have the holding place to release the very presence of God, the agape love of God, now can fully, woo, it floods into your heart and it fills you up and you now have to start leaking or let your sprinkler sprink, whatever you want to say. You know, I mean, we got so many things. This way. Anyway, you got that? Anyway, so you got to let it out from the inside. I mean, you've been filled up with wellsprings of living water, and now you're not going to thirst anymore because it's an eternal flow. So from the inside of you, everybody that's coming around is going to get themselves a little bit of heaven, a little bit of heaven, a little bit of heaven, and I can be patient with you. I can be kind with you. I can cover it. I got grace for your sins. I got more grace than you got sins. You ain't got enough sins to come up against this. I mean, I don't care what you did or where you're at, but I got love for you. I got love for you. I'll lay down my life. I'll prove it over and over again. I will do what it takes, and I don't even got to say it because my behavior is manifesting it to you. And that's who we are. Our identity comes before our behaviors. And so this God kind of love resides on the inside of you and empowers you and realize it starts as a seed. Don't get frustrated when just the stock shows up. Let it grow. Let it grow. The birds of the air are coming. They will find rest in your branches. They'll find shade underneath you. They'll find strength. Let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.